If you need it, repeat it. I must let it go. If it pleases, then weave it into your soul. If you waste it, embrace it. Don't be unsure. If you love it, then turn it away from the curse. I am in it for the long haul. I do not count my days. The setting sun, it is not a toll booth. It is a sign that I Still on my way We're doing good yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Bounce Forward Podcast I'm Michael Leach Author, speaker, and coach And in this show, I sit down for unscripted conversations with audacious athletes, activists, adventurers, and performers, sharing their inspiring stories of grit, grace, courage, and perseverance. These casual conversations are as diverse as our guests, diving deep into what it takes to bounce back from injury, illness, or setback in pursuit of becoming one's truest and strongest self. So pull up a chair, get on the trainer, or just kick back and listen in as I sit down with these bold, daring, and passionate humans, pushing the limits of what their mind and body can achieve, inspiring listeners to bounce forward with resilience and fortitude. Don't call it a comeback, because they never went anywhere. To bounce forward. On to the next. To bounce forward. To bounce forward. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Bounce Forward podcast. I'm your host, Michael Leach, and today's guest is the multi-layered, multi-dimensional, and colorful Carter Roy, who just so happened to make an appearance on Law and Order last night. If you haven't listened to part one of this two-part episode, I'd highly encourage you to give it a listen. In part one, we talk swimming, competition, life, and all the stuff. And in part two, we're going to take a deep dive into the life work, and psychology of Carter Roy. This one will have a little different feel, a little different style, as it's going to be truly a free-form conversation where I somewhat hand the keys over to Carter and just let him flow. Uh, If you didn't already fall in love with Carter after part one of our discussion, I'm confident you will after part two. In this episode, Carter shares what he's learned from the heartache and challenges of his creative path and how he's found the courage to bounce forward, how he's harnessed an inner confidence to keep showing up. 
We'll discuss topics like flow state, and uh, we'll also explore what Carter's creative process looks like in many different realms. This episode is raw, real, and vulnerable, typical of our show. I truly love this man. I think you'll feel this love between the two of us. And when I asked him to sing us out, he jumped on the acoustic. So if you like what you heard from Carter in the intro, the outro is well worth the wait. Without further ado, let's dive back into the conversation with Carter Roy, who is one of one. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, we'll catch you at the end of the show. All right, let me let me, let me hit one here. Before we dive any deeper, yeah. I've got to start with one that I know everyone on the world wide web wants to know about Carter Roy killing it with Paul Crick. What yeah. happened? What happened? And I want to start uh, with this. I want to start with reading this post. Cause I was looking for it last night. Cause we yeah. used to watch those when we'd go up to East Glacier, Ryan Sherburn, you know, my, my brother-in-law who owns the hotel. I mean, Paul Crick, he loves Paul Crick. We all thought Paul Crick was so brilliant, but I don't know if you've read this. So I wanted to share this. I found this on Reddit last night. This was other folks looking for your brilliant short film videos. And, and this was a comment. I'm not super familiar with the backstory of Paul Crick or, or the parent company called Goldsick or why this video series disappeared, but I miss it sorely. Paul Crick made short motivational videos on YouTube, often in the wilderness of Montana, wearing an untucked Tylus tuxedo shirt for some reason. I was a subscriber back in the 2010s, and I've noticed that despite not being alone in the search for this lost content, I have not been able to find it. Satire or not, his videos were hugely inspirational to me. I sampled his probably most popular video titled, this, this is it, fuck it, it is what it is, in a song I made years ago. I was reworking the song and wish I still had access to it. Does anybody have access to these videos? Uh, he said, I really miss the video, especially as it got me through some really rough times. Silly as it may seem, but his entire channel was something special. So I don't know if you've read that. I wanted to share that with you. I haven't read yeah. that. And yeah. it is amazing. For, I mean, there was, I remember once uh, having an email exchange with a guy in uh, Germany who, same, like what, there was a, a satirical aspect yeah, to it. Satirical, I remember once yeah, for sure. we yeah. interviewed with the, the Guardian, the UK Guardian actually interviewed uh, me and, and the, you know, our team and, uh, and he was like, I got to ask, are you real? Like, is Paul Crick real? And I was like, <laughs> Yes, I'm real. Uh, you know, and I, and I, the question of how we define yeah. ourselves, like, of course, changes. Uh, but it was amazing. Like this kid in Germany was, he's like, I've tried these other self-help gurus or things. And we would have these page long email exchanges as he like battled depression. And I was like, oh, for him, like this, Paul Crick's this yeah. guy. And I think yeah. for a lot of people, it was both touching and uh, entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and, in, 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 uh, I mean, in a fascinating topic to talk about, um, as far as, uh, I mean, comebacks, vulnerabilities, things, yeah. because it's everything that I love about Paul Kirk and killing it, unfortunately, uh, has succumbed to all what I think of like some of the worst things, uh, in life. Uh, and it's so not only sad because it's not online, but sad because the very essence of it is somehow blocked by the very thing that it, it would preach, you know, yeah. um, so why, uh, why is it I'm, not online anymore, Carter? What so, yeah, I'll, I'll tell the story yeah. is, and, and I, I want to tell it as uh, delicately as okay. I can. Okay. Um, uh, it is a partnership with um, uh, dear friends. Okay. Um, 
And it was such a beautiful endeavor because it was, yeah. uh, you know, a lifelong friend and born purely of our friendship, our yeah. time in, in the Montana wilderness because he, he lives there. Um, and his artistry and, and my acting and, uh, and this combination. And we had this amazing run. And then we had a real falling out. Uh, oh. And it's, I don't know if I've experienced anything even remotely comparable hmm. uh, in any aspect of my life. Um, it almost feels like even some relationship breakups are hmm. less uh, than this one. Um, and that's where I mean delicate in terms of yeah. like, yeah. I, I learned so much in the acrimony, you know, of, the chicken and egg game of blame um, and how righteous one might feel in your side mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. useless it is and how truly wrong it is in its foundational aspects. It's just like the, these trees that grow, like yeah. they're interwoven, like there's no way to be like you did. And, and, and when we'd have these battles, it would be so apparent, you know, cause like each one could be like, yeah, but I'm reacting to you, which is like, well, this goes back 20 years. Like, you know, uh, and, uh, and we tried to get through and we even tried to reboot it and, and then just had this real flashpoint. Um, and, uh, I mean, so the long and the short of it is, uh, he has the passwords and everything oh, to shit. the videos and, and he took them down. Um, and that's what led to me. Uh, so, and, and again, a delicately meaning, I really not wanting to try to paint this story, even though I've had the experience and I'm, I'm sure he has the experience yeah. of, it with me of being mad and, and blaming and uh, you know, it's this guy. Um, uh, and I, you know, there'd be so much to unpack about that in our personal relationship, the relationship of art and, and the crazy kind of art it was, uh, and ownership, um, uh, all sorts of details, but that of course set me off. Uh, and then we, again, we tried to reboot it and when it, it finally kind of blew up and I, I reached a point where it's, it was consuming a lot of my yeah. life because it hurt me so much that these videos aren't out there. Yeah. Um, just to be out I was, there. And I then was I stunned, had, Carter, when I couldn't find them last night, I, was, I just, I kept looking all over. I was like, Where could yeah. And be? I get people reaching yeah. out occasionally and it's, it's, it hurts me because it's something that had potency. Uh, Real potency. It, it hit people in this particular way. Uh, and I think the, the pain of it is particular because um, as the face, as the guy that is Paul Crick, yeah. you know, I receive some of that and want to answer for it, want to be able to be like, I, I give it. And, and yet part of the breakdown was it was a true collaboration. Mm -hmm. uh, so I was never, I mean, the, the irony of the fallout was I was never quite comfortable with just being like, I'm Paul Crick. Cause I'd have friends who like, just do it on your own and be like, I can't do that. Like, not only do I not want to, cause it's not fun. Like meaning like yeah. the, the juice of it is our relationship. This was like a collab. Yeah, definitely. Uh, from like, yeah, it's all, it was unscripted, but scripted. Like we yeah. would talk for hours and then we'd go and then shoot. And then he would edit, he would make these. So like they're part of his uh, artistry, you know, yeah. I, yeah. 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 And, and I would see it. Honestly, I'd see videos. I'm like, I don't even know if I like this. Meaning like I wouldn't make this hmm. because the ego in me would not want this part. Like the yeah. ego in me wants, of course, my ego wants yeah. Carter to always come across as like the best, the funniest, the, you know, all these things. Like this looks like maybe not that. And yet that's was its potency. So like using collaboration to be better than we could be individually. Um, and so the crazy, and yet he, I think felt like he wasn't getting enough credit because he wasn't 
Paul Crick. He yeah. wasn't seen. Yeah. And in interactions I'd have with the world, he felt excluded. And uh, and so at times he, you know, would be really being like wanting me to be more Paul Crick, like in the world, hmm. but at the same time wanting to understandably, I think, keep control of what the product looked like. And me being like, well, I can't just be this thing that has to answer. You know, I would I would go give a talk as Paul yeah. Crick and then kind of have to do a breakdown of like what was said and did I say the right things? And like, it's like, oh, this is this is really stressful. Uh, and I really started to feel like a little bit of a personality yeah. Yeah. split and torn. <laughs> and then uh, the allegiance of it, like the loyalty to a friend, to the project mm -hmm. and to myself. And in, in time, I've like, yeah, I realized like, oh, I it became this huge block for moving forward in anything else in life. Cause I was just trying to get back to it. I was like, I just, yeah, yeah, not to be it, my only thing, but I need to resurrect. It I can't let this thing die. Yeah. It had this cult like following. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I, you know, to our credit and certainly to his credit, like, I think he had the vision of what it could be. I mean, mm -hmm. it was an early YouTube thing and I, yeah. I was an actor in New York. I was trying so hard to go through those walls, yeah. the world institutional walls of Broadway theater that like, I really wasn't just truly unaware of the possibility that this online video platform would be the exact thing I'm trying to do in terms of like, how do you get known enough yeah. to get offered roles? Yeah. How do you yeah. become a somebody? Like that's kind of the name. I, I was still like, well, you go to casting directors and you do workshops and you prove yourself. Uh, so he, he saw this all very early and, mm. and did a great job. And, and so understood like, this could be like the way forward if this is all you do. Uh, and I was not ready to commit to that. And, you know, and then I would battle be like, should I have been or no, mm -hmm. you know, was it ego that kept me from doing it or like yeah. no truth to myself. And it doesn't matter because uh, I know that I wasn't able to is the bottom line. Um, uh, yeah. And it's still, so it, 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 it haunts me. Like it's uh, and it haunts me because even without doing more just to have what was done that, out there, <laughs> That, so that would, especially that, in the world that would of video be my where it lives plea in perpetuity. right now in in the world of video where it lives in perpetuity okay it's that's it's 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 a sad story it's a it's a bad breakup it's sounds like a, a a tragic end to a really beautiful friendship and you have all this beautiful material like you've got all this great material okay so let's not move forward with it but let's get it back up Let's get it back up so it can live in perpetuity. Yeah. Yeah. And, totally, and I think, you know, and I don't, so the kind of part of the ending. So at one point we were not in communication. Okay. Uh, and then what, I, here, what's his email address here. Give it to our, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, kidding. Right. Uh, no. And, well, and part of me wants to not, yeah. No, yeah and part of me wants not to out him, but yeah, no, to, I, you know, you, so you're being he, very I mean, I know he knows. This. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and so that he knows not like, Hey, there's all these, but like no. people see you to be like, dude, these are your people. Like they, yeah. they want to speak to you as much as they want to speak to me. Like you absolutely should be receiving these emails in the good way as well. Yeah. Like you should feel what it's like that people are begging for your work. Um, and I, I think he might know it, but like when you experience it, it's a little different. Um, and I had, I had a Paul Crick Instagram account and I'd only put my content that I'd made on it. Okay. Uh, and so that was a source of acrimony too, because yeah. it's sort of like, I'm trying to expand it, gotcha. but then it's outside of his aesthetic realm. So what, and so that became battle. And then I, I you know, had these videos like, fuck, I just want to do the Instagram on my own just so it doesn't <laughs> die. Yeah. Uh, and, and he took umbrage with that. And again, I can see 
we just never were able to communicate clearly enough to establish how to move forward. Mm -hmm. And then as with any relationship where trust erodes, yeah. uh, and I've experienced this in like partnership type yeah. relationships too, where boy, once that sand gets in there uh, in, in a foundational level, if you're not pulling it out and fixing it, like, I mean, you can do so much work and think it's fine. And then one comment one day, I think the blow up, yeah. I literally was, <laughs> I was going, this is one of the dumbest things I've far from the dumbest thing yeah. I've ever done, not even on the map of the dumbest thing I've done. But uh, I was going to Hawaii uh, from, to meet my parents for Christmas. Yeah. And I was so ready. It was the most ready I've ever been for the trip. Like I was packed. I was leaving in the morning. They're like by eight the night before I was like, oh, I've packed, I've cleaned, uh, I've changed the sheets for the cat sitter. I've like <laughs> gone to lift and figured out the drive time to the airport. Yeah. Like I've so prepared in actually in my OCD preparedness as I'd been like, Okay, so what time to be at the airport? Flights at 10, so you gotta be able to, what time is lift? How long does it take? I'd gotten so brute that I lost it. And I scheduled my lift for an hour before the flight, but it could take an hour. Like, yeah. no, I need to be at, it's LAX. Like, I, I have to be to, there at least, at least an hour early. And it takes, you know, 45 minutes to get there. And so it's this crazy thing where, like, I'm texting him and there's some, this is where we're starting to have a fight because he's like, I don't know if I like what you're doing. I'm like, God, I just, I let all the emotion out yeah. in this yeah. moment yeah. in text. But like these videos, I want them back and I hate how powerless I feel. And I hate that yeah. you have this leverage and it's not even a battle of whether that's right or wrong. Just like, ah, uh, frustration. And I get in the lift and the driver's like, what time's your flight? And like, like as I'm saying 10 and seeing that it's 9.05, I'm like, oh man, yeah. Oh my God, what have I done? I've rented the car. So my parents can't pick up the rental car. It's like, I'm like, oh, like, so suddenly you get that pit in your stomach. It, it, yeah. The irony was it was Christmas Eve. So it was the fastest I've ever gotten to LAX. I oh, wow. ran through, luckily TSA, like no line for once. And they were yeah. close and I ran and they were closing the gate and I, I didn't make it. Um, uh, but so I'm in the car, like, hey, mad at myself. Like, how did I do this? Who am, who does this? Blah, 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 blah. And this, so it all just comes out. Like, so I handle myself poorly. I'm frustrated. And that was it basically. Um, and then I kind of made the decision and I, I'm the choice to distance yourself from something. I mean, there's the, the idea of a toxic relationship, you know, mm -hmm. um, and the choice at some point of like, oh, I just have to be away from it. Uh, and in this case, I'm not saying a toxic person. I'm saying that like, for whatever reason, and probably for both of us, mm -hmm. this, this, this creates angst, yeah. anger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not good, uh, and and don't want my and and seeing like it's messing up my life, and now I'm so obsessed with it. Like I'm not doing other characters or things because I'm like trying to loop it back. Mm -hmm. So maybe I need to end it. Maybe I just need to be like, this is it. And and to his credit, when I said that, he was never said anything back. I mean, he, I, he might have said okay, yeah. but like there was no um, fight point being about all that. Um, and I, I really do, you know, if forever, if he were happened to hear this, like I say it with all respect and love to him, like, I hope I'm not speaking out of school and like, I, you know, don't mean to say anything behind his back. Um, but those are some rough facts. I've think about it often, you know, of like, is this the way, you know, yeah. to move on from, yeah. uh, I mean, it's on the realm of comebacks and totally different category of like, it, it feels a little pop culture -y, talk to me of like, yeah, just let go. And move. like so much deep stuff, so much love there, so much time. Like I I've come to this feeling that like I've cut something out of myself yeah. that 
is part of myself and that's not right. And that I, I do feel like, no, I think a healing has to happen and I don't. And then there's a weird, because we're old buddies and like, you know, we used to, I remember we used to Missoula hang out. We, you know, we play hoops. We'd try to play 500 with each other, which is like, how do you, who's throwing and catching, but just like a game of like who would drop it. Like so competitive in the best ways. So a weird like game of chicken now of like, I don't want to be the one to reach out. Cause yeah. then I, I feel in my mind, I'm the one who does that. I'm sure. Yeah. Again, I'm sure yeah. his mind is the same. Um, and also like I, but I guess my point is like, I would love to find the path toward that. And I would love to find the path toward putting the videos out there that, made everyone in the situation yeah. feel amazing and him to feel great. And, a joy. And poss- yeah. Yes. And possibly acknowledge that like, maybe, maybe we can't move forward. Like, uh, but maybe there's a way to do this that uh, still lets it be, would be my dream. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So two of our favorite videos you've got out right now on YouTube. I think you're a, a YouTube icon uh, that, that date, dates way back. You're, the, you're one of the OGs, but let, yeah. it, let it ride. Let it ride. 60-second short swim. Folks, go to YouTube. Let it ride. Yeah. Carter Roy, it's a 60-second swim short. Blue Kamaya's mine, and we watched it multiple times last night. And then by my own by my own, which is a hundred seconds of brilliance. Tell me what, what, what inspires that? Like what, what inspires you to produce content? Amanda's upstairs. We're going, we're in awe, we're in laughter, we're mesmerized. I mean, Amanda's upstairs last night. And what are you guys watching? What are you guys laughing at so hard? So yeah, I'm just curious how, what, 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 what inspires these improvs? Uh, what in, what inspires you to create these just rich, dynamic, yes. multi-layered, strange, uh, yeah, everything about them? To tell tell me, uh, right. what, what's and, the and news? I'm, I, I'll, yeah. I'll look them up to remember. But yeah. I'm going to take your yeah. word on all yeah. those wonderful superlatives. Yeah. Um, oh wow! And this is the way that I think, like the Paul Crick character, was something okay. that was both of me and uh, something I made, like always part of who I am. Um, a deep fascination with mental process, a deep mm-hmm. fascination with, you know, it's, and I hopefully have learned some through the years by reading all, you know, various places and things about what that can be. Um, so that as an artist or creator, also so fascinated by what makes it tick mm-hmm. and, and like in the fine line of self-consciousness in anything how do we watch ourselves do what we do and steer just enough to add all the things we want to add and let go enough uh, that we're not uh, white knuckling it Mm -hmm. and therefore to let flow through God, nature, universe, whatever you want to call it to be like, how can I be a conduit? Because I think for me, that's the big, I think my, if I were to describe my artistry, uh, in the moment I do now, I'll run the other direction. Like, uh, but is, is kind of a channeler or conduit. And like, uh, you know, it's like a, whether it's movement or sing, it's like sometimes in singing, I'm imagining a character and like, Oh yeah. Can I imagine that story? What's it like to be that person? And then what do they have to say? And, and with my, uh, art, just kind of letting the pen go to be like, what does it have to say? And can I, can I just watch it and follow it? And like, 
when I see something, can I go with it enough to form it and then let go and be like, well, now it's kept going. I don't know what it is. Um, and so uh, I think the videos are my attempt to communicate all that with the world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an attempt to be transparent, uh, you know, not just about me, but on a given thought. Because I do in a very, I suppose it would be, you know, the genre of self-help, but I don't like that word uh, or those words. I, I find them inspirational. I, I really okay. do. Oh, great. I, I find them inspirational. I, I think they're, uh, they, they feel transformative. <laughs> I mean, they're theatrical. I think they're transformative. Uh, yeah, they're inspiring. You know, they're uplifting. I feel like this transformation occurs oh. within them. Yeah. I just, oh my gosh, yeah. I just saw, okay, now I just realized, yeah, yeah what you're looking at. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking they were talking videos because I, I, oh, I've I been working the on the talking this. videos as well. The talking well, videos. Well, I've been working on this yeah. other character that, uh, is kind of out there uh and it's pure talking um uh the more political one are these the more no yeah, no, no this no, is okay. a whole uh, this is, okay. i've created this well first let me say about these uh yeah so these i have a, a lot of uh clown mime dance yeah, kind of training yeah. not dance choreographed yeah. dance but movement um yeah. mask work a lot of that kind of stuff um and uh so the idea of getting the body, and I think this very much relates to sport, getting the body in this place of like what would be called the zone uh, in sport where you're in the flow of what the task is, but where you're just kind of this electrical live wire where any thought is immediately translated into action. Uh, so in my case, like the creative side of like a, the Let It Ride video is like, can I get into this place where I'm just moving with the thought. So it's not exactly, you know, so it's sort of dance and it's uh, a sort of mime in the sense of like, oh, it might be the story of the song, but it's also not because you, it could you, be associated. You very much seem to be in a flow state in those. I yes. mean, you're in that, to, yeah. Yes. And I, and I think, and I'm honestly, like, really, really means a lot to hear that yeah. uh, you or anyone uh, enjoys them because I, I, Forget about them for one, obviously. Yeah. And and two, uh well, you've produced a lot of content. You're a content guy. I've produced, produced a, lot of a lot of content. Yeah. And I think what and I don't mean yeah, dismissively. I mean it's a little I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, like sometimes like And, and in multiple mo in so many different mediums, you know, blogs, yes. books, songs, YouTube, TV, film, theater. So it's yes. yeah. And you and I be think what, for, what I thank you for getting <laughs> yeah. a little lost yeah. in, in the in the whirlwind. Yeah. Uh and I think what I'm thinking of when you talk about them, uh, I think you mentioned like a little bit of the feeling. I think what I hope, and I think this is maybe now particularly like what I'm doing as an artist uh, and person, I guess, um, is how do you change a mind without changing the content of the mind? Uh, and changing the content of a mind is one whole task. And I mean this mainly in a good way, not manipulation or you know anything like that. Mm -hmm. But like in the same way, if you're going to like, oh, mantras or those kind of things, that's one whole set of great things. Another is like, wow, there is this architecture in here. Um, and yes, if you can feed different content through this sluice box of, you know, neurological firings, great. But sometimes those firings are just set. So how do you reconstruct them given that if I'm, the one in charge of the reconstructing can't do it 
because I've got to go through my neurological fire. If I sit down, like I'm going to rewire my brain. Like it's some of like, the only way to do that is to fire the firings <laughs> that, are, <laughs> that you might need. Like you need help. You need a thing to yeah. like change it. Um, and so I think, you know, some and the art, and I've been thinking this with songs and certainly like a let it ride video is that creating a space where the mind is a little unsure what's going mm -hmm. on, where it's not real. Like, ah, I know exactly what this is where it's a little unsure and yet it gets a, a taste, a feeling of something like, oh, I, I think it might be this, or I feel this, or it's associated with this, or it creates this image or this emotion in me. And then there's a change that's uh, maybe unexpected, doesn't have to be unexpected, but just like unknown, uh, but feels natural. In other words, it feels like it's out of the flow state. It doesn't feel like, oh, this person decided yesterday that once they got here, they'd go there. And therefore in the process of experiencing it, um, I think of this in songwriting, some of like, oh, can you kind of take them, can I take a listener on a ride? So it's not just a song of like, here's the chorus and the verses and partly, I feel like it's a little cover for my own insecurity to be like, well, maybe I'm not so good at that. So maybe my thing will be a little this, but can I take an emotional journey that isn't just solipsistic? It's not just my journey to be like, well, I had a great time singing it, but really is like, you know, if I vibrationally open up this channel, if we get here where, wow, we're resonating on this heart topic and then goes here, can I get the person to experience that? And mm. in experiencing it, will it change their mind a little bit? In the same way that my art is, the, the really fine print art can be designed to be like, you look at it and you see one thing and then you get closer and it changes. Uh, and so your mind has this moment where it's like, I don't know what this is. And it's not anything I recognize, but it is something. And so it has to work. And just in that, and so when I say change mind, I'm not like talking about like bombing it or blowing it yeah. up or changing it to anything that I have. There's no influence about changing it to what, but just that it gives. So you're talking more about that neuroplasticity and the neuro, the neurological yes. pathways, you know, changing the, totally. yeah, yeah, creating some new. That I consider it. Yeah, and and yeah. certainly like the let it ride videos or those kind of dance videos I see them as a kind of antidote to uh, mass culture mm. that what we're bombarded mm. with mm. isn't just content. We're bombarded with form. Um, so mm. TikTok videos, Instagram videos, like, I mean, TikTok, what's crazy about how amazing it is, is like, wow, the content's really different on your stream. I mean, it hones in with your likes, but like it can be a cat and it can be a sporting event and it can be yeah. a, a great self-help talk back to back to back. Yeah. And I love them all. Wow. But the form is the same and like there's a rhythm to it. And so trying to create things that even break us out of that just because there's so much of it that I think we can be feel trapped and anxious yeah. and not yeah. know why. Yeah. And it has to do with like, oh, we're trying to participate in this thing, but we don't know what it is. Uh, and just to be reminded like, oh, that's all just that. Like you can also walk out your door and uh, – take a totally different track than you did yesterday. Hence why I told you from the beginning, we ain't boxing you in for this, this <laughs> the, for, for the Chronicles yeah, yeah, yeah. of Carter Roy. We're not Good boxing you that. in. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, I was hoping you'd bust out the acoustic today. I don't know how cl close you are to that, but still, oh, yeah. hey, tell me about Still On My Way, the rendition oh, of yes. Still On My Way. We love Still On My Way. Oh my God, yeah. this man, again, yeah. I was like, yeah. first I was like, mm. yeah, um, the way only you can sing it. Um, t tell yeah, me about which, that. And is it'll is be that one of yours? Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah that's one yeah, of mine. Yeah. And uh, and it's we, we interestingly, so. yeah. 
and I, I guess this is probably also a little bit of a, uh, and I'm learning to, uh, my girlfriend, Caitlin, I feel like has been a wonderful influence in addressing my, I have a tendency to like black and white thinking as we probably yeah, all do yeah, a little, a little yeah. globalist thinking, something's bad. It's all bad. It's good. Like, so in my case, I, with my songs, I suffer from this idea of like, I can't get my own song right. Like if I could just get it, like, this is what it is okay. always yeah. when it's like kind of ends up a little different every time. Um, and actually learning to be like, no, maybe that's your, that's what it is. Like, it's always a little different because it's always what it is in the moment. And so part of me steps into that. Part of me is like, maybe that's a little bit of a cover for the fact that like, <laughs> learn your song, dude. Um, uh, but yeah, that uh, is a great example for me of like how the creative process can work where I might have a, a little rhythm and the, the sound of a melody. Um, uh, and I think, it, I forget how the, Oh, I don't forget. I'll remember when I play it, but I can't think of it uh, without playing it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. The, uh, the setting sun is not a toll booth. Mm -hmm. uh, so you get there and like, and, and kind of get that and be like, huh, that's wonder why that like, and it'll just come out, you know? And I, I, I guess is a way of, I mean, I suppose this is advertisement or promotion in some way, but like, um, which I don't have to denigrate. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think my hope with, um, my own life and anybody else in terms of what would be called probably neuroplasticity of opening up is that the more, if you treat the creative process, including just the living process, even just like how you do dishes, how you communicate with your family or spouse, et cetera, uh, as something that needs to be constantly deconstructed, mm -hmm. but not too intellectually, not too like, I need to sit and think about the deconstruction, but you're just like, somehow I got to keep blowing this apart, um, without blowing it up. Uh, tried that. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, that what happens is this other stuff rushes in and it's almost like thinking of Kamaya being like, wait, if I drop 10, she dropped 20, how will I ever yeah. make up that pace? Yeah. I'm just like, it is truly miraculous. What we don't know can happen. So mm. in the case of singing, like, feeling it just like feeling groovy, just like often just like, Oh, I just want to play. I've just got a feeling. Hmm. And then like words pop out and be like, I'll, I'll be damned. Like I know, I don't know where those come from. This like, what does that have to do? So and then as a kind of, for your process, does it tip, does it usually start like that on the, on the guitar, on the, the acoustic and you're yeah. finding a rhythm? I'll just and, start playing and then, you're and then finding your verse and yeah. Yeah. And then I'll just start sounding, yeah. you know, right. and sometimes just gutturally or just like, ah, I just need to make a sound. And then that'll kind of maybe form a word. And then, and then usually, honestly, what usually happens is I'll be there and I'm like, yeah. And like, I'll do a line or verse that I'll be like, oh my God, am I wrong? Wasn't that kind of great? Like that was articulate <laughs> and like yeah, yeah. captured something yeah. and sounded great. And then you want to talk about downhill fast. Like the moment my mind recognizes like that might this be good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's brutal after that. Like, A, I'll go to even trying to sing it again will get worse and worse. Like you can hear and I'll record it and you'll hear yeah. it be great. And then just like <laughs> literally trying to sing the same verse each time being like, yeah, I got it. I'm going to get a little better and just go worse, worse. And then being like, well, how do you write the second verse? Because you're like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. This one thing just popped out, but now I'm aware of it and I can't not be aware of it. And it's got some direction. It's got some imagery. Now I have to be true to it. Yeah. And just getting so intimidated to be like, how could I possibly, which is when you crazy in the sense like, well, who else you just came up with? Like, if you're not the best person, if been the, the position wise to take this on, who is, but just being like, no, I have, how could I possibly task with like how to follow this up? And that's something that I've gotten better with of like, okay, this is the, 
this is the the, the grueling practice portion yeah. of, in terms of like swimming metaphors. Like this is where like, oh, now I really will play that first verse a hundred times in a row. I will play it till I'm sick of it. I'll play it till I don't know yeah. whether it's good or bad or anymore. And then I will mountain climb it. And then I'll be like, okay, what about this word or this image? And be honest when it's not good, not of like, well, you suck if you just, you know, if you hadn't had a conscious thought, the whole thing would have popped out. But you got in the way because you get in the way of your own stuff because you <laughs> lost when you are in high school in the red. And just like, oh, God, here we go. Um, to, to let that go and be like, or maybe it's okay that yeah. you just didn't think those were the next words and now you can choose new ones. So learning to be kind to myself. Uh, so I guess my, my point is like, for me, the way song lyrics come in is an indication of how we can live where like, wow, if you open yourself up, things come in, in any category. How, how does that process compare to your book writing process? So tell us, tell us a little bit about uh, re reaching Anu. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I will tell you, great. yeah, I will tell you something about that book that I think is pretty special is we've got some, some um, parallel convergence there, if you will, as far as my books and your books, as far as an editor. You know, we we sure we, we, yeah. we we both had the great April Christofferson, who's who's written yeah. ten very well selling books. She's written for Tor Forge, one of the big three, St. Martin's Press. Just so happens to be my mom. Uh, but <laughs> she she loved working on your book. I mean, she's always yeah, she, worked on my books, but she loved she she would come back to me. I, I'm always anytime I've got a good flow. If I come up with something, when I'm sitting at the coffee shop working on a book. I, I need to get it to some, I need to call Amanda. I need to call my mom. I need to call somebody, just read it to them just to have, to celebrate that success, if you will. For me, it, it, it feels like by celebrating that success, it can help me find more of a rhythm. Uh, and Boy, so that is, and I yeah, applaud that because yeah. I, 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 and I'm not being trite. Like I have often in my life, um, purposely, debilitated that part of myself mm. to celebrate small things yeah. out of a, a misplaced. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be out of, I could be out of a 10th of a second in the 500. Seriously. Th I mean, like, like right, that, right. that, that no, most is. people would celebrate a second place in state by a 10th of a second in this thriller of a race. And I will say not taking anything from the young gun. If he's listening out there somewhere yeah. in the world who won that thing. But if I were a, prognosticator or a betting man and i'm not but if i were and dude was in the lane by you and i was betting my beloved 2006 tundra that's got almost 300,000 <laughs> miles on it that we call big blue that kamaya loves let's so go. Much. i got a, i got a 2006 you, prius let's yeah, go 2006 I, I, yeah. I would i would put that on carter roy all day yeah. i think there yeah. there's something to be said about not uh, having lane one on your radar and dude coming oh, out and popping one off. I you know, swam so, for a long time. I've yeah. never seen yeah. that. Like there was at a, a weird, like that happens. Oh, not that'll my... happen every once in a while, but not at a state ship, not at a championship. Totally. Yeah. Cause by then you're yeah. like, no, this is no at, at, and... a, at a meet where a kid has, doesn't have a qualifying. He doesn't have a time posted yet. That stuff can happen, but not at state. You're not in, you're not swimming. Totally. We had, yeah, we, time we, had, we swam this yesterday yeah. or whatever. Like we, so, yeah. so and uh, that the, is the funny part about swimming is like you don't see. It's the only sport where you can't see what you your competitor's doing. Yeah, yeah. So you can't, literally, like I'm like, on the oh, track if somebody you can look look out to lane. If one. somebody yeah. told me 25 yards sooner, I would be like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So hey, uh, but I would uh, say Carter. I tell all the people I coach, life's hard. You know, we, we go through a lot of, mm. we, we, we try and embrace the struggle as the juicy, juicy stuff where that 
catharsis and transformation and that growth takes place, but it's not fun to be in it. It's not fun to be, you know, what is it? Carl Jung said, uh, the only path to healing is through the wound. You know, like it it isn't fun to be in that wound. With that said, I think with all the hardship out there and all the work we put into these creative endeavors or to, to a endurance endeavor, whether it's training for Leadville 100 or, or unbound 200 or writing a book, like I'll tell you this right now, people who've done unbound for 20 hours or have done Leadville, they talk about that as an endurance event. I mean, none of these endurance events I do compare to sitting down and trying to write a book for, for, and then editing it and getting it published like that. That's the ultimate to me endurance event. And so, which is one thing I'm loving about this podcast platform is I recorded Gwendolyn Gibson first of the year. And within the month we hit public, we're about to hit publish. You know, I'm going to get this out in the next couple of weeks. You know, there's some instant gratification you just don't get from books that take years. Which which to go back to the wonderful April Christopherson and like both celebrating some things like one thing i learned actually working with her was a reminder to myself to be like oh yeah we we need that conversation need that. Need, yeah uh and, and and she's not only a great editor uh you know in terms of like the you know editing um she's a great coach but great she's coach great and supporter coach like and supporter. her ability yeah. to reflect what is good yeah um, yes and and therefore to bring that out in yourself and give you that wind where you're just like oh right okay that was the part i thought might be good or you know yeah you're hoping she, everything's good but you you get, you're like, oh, maybe this could be good. When it's seen, you're like, oh, it got seen, it got witnessed, and and it. Mm-hmm. She's so effusive, so um, effusive, and she and she's feel, so she's feel so her impact. Yeah, you can feel it, and it 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 uplifts you. It gives you confidence. I think at times it's, it gives you genuine, wins, like, and it's genuine. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and she doesn't. What I love about her, my my biggest pet peeve of an editor is when they change your voice. She does. She she honors the voice. She honors the yeah. the uniqueness of the voice, and she loves she loves your stuff. And so I I would say, especially in these creative endeavors, especially in a long endurance event, if all we're focused on is that end product, we have to not just enjoy the writing and training process and and race day and book release day, but just those little victories within a 20 hour race or a 10 hour race mm. or an eight hour race or, or an hour swim, you know, an open water swim, a 30 minute swim. It might not, you know, that, that there's victories within the race. There's victories within the project of writing the book the, today, just the, the laughter, the, the connection, the community we've, we've got here is something I'm going to ride this damn wave today. I'm going to ride the Carter totally. wave, Carter Roy wave today for several days and then get to ride it into the editing process. And I think it's so important when you're doing something creative, like writing a book that might not ever be seen. It might not ever get published. If it does, it might be seen by very few people that when you write something that feels like gold, who share that gold with a responsible innkeeper and celebrate it. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Responsible yeah. innkeeper. Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is the one totally. Yeah. And, and it made me think as you're saying that, like small victory, like even to use the race uh, th- that I described the second yeah. place one, like a great example of that, that kind of framing would be like, right. What if I had known that then one way to apply it would have been after the start, I was always nervous about my goggles coming. Like I'd, yeah. you know, oh, as it sure. many, you yeah. know, like, yeah. let me just see if I can bash them into my cranium and weld them. Yeah. Like, cause you know, if that goes, you're like, Oh my, like all I've done is gone like that. If like, oh, so it's terrifying. Um, Kamai is a double capper. 
She and she doesn't oh, yeah. like it in those long events because it crushes her head. But she starts to be like, well, but she's got it. Hard. Boom, boom. She's yeah. She's yeah. so. And then she pulls them down. She's got it down here. She looks. She looks pretty yeah, in there. Yeah, she looks pretty badass. She pulls Blood it down, coming yeah. out. She like, pulls it down here with her black cap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so one thing, like to look at an example, applying it, like, right. If in that race, uh, I, after the start, taking the moment in that first half length to be like, great, Carter, like, congratulations on an amazing start. You got off the blocks, yeah. your goggles in place. And, and this doesn't actually change it, but like, as opposed to like, oh my God, how's it going? Am I hard to start? Do you see how like, all oh, right. Okay. Great. First flip turn, no water up the nose. You're right in it. Like, what Maybe. you're describing right there is being what I would describe as a intentional athlete, a mindful athlete, mm. a present, a present athlete. Like you're present. You're in that moment. You're on. One of my mantras is on to the next. I say all the time, on to the next. Like if something yeah. didn't happen there, now it's got to be on to the next and find the, oh, that was, man, that was a good catch. Oh, those are good. That was a good 10 strokes. Okay, that's a better turn. That's a better, okay, I'm gaining some momentum here. I, I just think there's a lot to be said about, I don't like artificial positive self-talk. I'm not, I'm not a big right. believer in like, I don't like the standing in the mirror, pounding your chest, telling yourself how great you're like, it has to be believable. It has to be believable. Say, that goes back yeah. to the kind of almost lying, yeah. to it, it, strongly like, say, but totally like. One of my favorite Wimberley teachings from cognitive behavioral therapy is what he would call three Ring the shit out of things. So he would mm. say, you need to three R the shit out of things when you are in that place, let's say that panic place. And I will do this in a training ride or in an event. Mm. I'll work with Kamaya to do this. Cause in a longer event, you got the time to, to, to go there. And this, this is something I write about in be audacious, the book. So three Ring is recognize, reject, reinterpret. So you recognize the thought for what it is. You recognize it. And then ultimately you try and reject it. And then you give a reinterpretation, but the rejection has to be believable. If I'm looking in the mirror and you know, I'm, 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 I'm pretty, pretty cut up, but if I'm trying to tell myself I look like the rock, you know, that's not believable. I'm six, one, a buck 50, you know, like, so it has to be believable. So I want along those lines, let me ask you, where does your confidence come from to put all this content out? Like, I mean, you've, you've struggled, you've been through no artist doing what you've done is just going to go out and have success. You're going to have more air quotes here, failures than success. So with that, keep putting yourself out there. How do you sit down and write a book knowing how challenging of an arena that is, a medium that is? How do you, where does that confidence, that, that inner belief in yourself come from? And how do you channel that in those moments of self-doubt when you're working on a project like uh, reaching Anu and maybe also share a little bit about your writing process? Yeah. I mean, we're going to find out yeah. what the answer is because up till now, it didn't occur to me that yeah. I had the confidence yeah. to do it. Uh, there is a weird, yeah. like, I'd, oh, right. Like, well, again, you from clearly, the outside, like, oh, when you, when you watch what you put out, you yeah. exude another phrase I do not like is fake it till you make it. I don't, don't, don't fake I, it. Like, don't, don't, don't fake, fake it. Yes. Be real with it. And that's one of the things I value so much about you is your 
authenticity is your that's a word that's you know overused as much as epic or any of these other you know big big uh, superlatives yeah. but you have this anybody who spends time around you knows your authenticity and when you watch your anything you put out there is this uh it doesn't feel form again i'm using air quotes like it it feels yeah. like carter roy form which is yeah. <laughs> which is unique and vulnerable and very much your own um so yeah yeah so so you do no, no, come and... across in those and 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 this is where ifs internal family systems another um, we use a lot of this in our coaching IFS. It's called parts work and parts work is just saying like, okay, so yes, we have an anxious part. And for some of us, that anxious part might be louder than it is for others. And for some endeavors, like you said, uh, you show up coming off an NBC show and then you go into this little rinky dink theater and you start, you get nervous. It's like me. I can go give a big presentation, a big keynote somewhere where I'm getting paid bank and then show up for a high school Maybe I didn't prepare as much because I'm thinking, oh, this is just a high school. And then when I see the crowd, I'm like, oh, shoot, this matters to me. And and, and I think if it matters to you, there's going to be some anxiety, some performance anxiety when you're performing. But you do come across in your and, – and I'm assuming a lot of this has to do with how polished you are with, with your experience. I, I can't stand it when coaches tell somebody, especially young people, to be confident. Bobby. Be confident, like, like confidence is something you choose, as if it's right. something that, that you have or don't have, that it's in your DNA. It's something you earn. It's something you develop. It's something you build through repetition. So as Kamai is doing better in these 500s, she's gaining a little more confidence each and every time. So, yeah, I guess where, do you, where does that confidence come from that allows you to put out such unique and audacious content? Great question. And a couple, yeah, yeah. I'm going to answer it. Okay. And uh, I just quickly on the fake until you make it. Yeah. yeah I, I think the real problem with that kind of stuff is not that it doesn't work for a particular aim. Yeah. I think often it's used for like material success, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but the reason it works is because you are projecting a false front mm -hmm. onto the world. And so the world starts treating you that way. And so it reinforces it and it can lead to that thing. Uh, and you're going to be unhappy, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of the people that like proselytize that kind of stuff, if you kind of look in their eyes and watch their spirit. I'm like, they don't seem like happy people. I mean, they, they maybe have <laughs> 10,000 people at their workshops and selling books, but I'm like, you don't seem calm. You don't seem peaceful. You don't yeah. seem light. Yeah. You don't seem yeah. easy. You yeah. seem like, oh. so like, why would I actually listen to you? And I think that's why it's like, oh, it's worked, but now you're trapped. You've created this false front that the world expects and it's giving you this real result, but you, I think realness is an interaction. It's not an identity. It's not like the real, and I struggled with this a long time. Part of the Paul Crick, like weird, like, who am I? Is like, what does it mean to be real? Um, like, realness, and just being like, oh. I love that. Realness is an interaction, not an identity. Yes, not wow. an identity. Because to be realness real. Isn't. Yeah, that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, is to, I think, not know. Because, of course, we don't. Um, I mean, we don't know who we are. We don't mm. truly know why we're here. We can have theories. We can have religions. We have things. We're like, we don't know. And we don't know what's going to happen. And so in any given moment. Uh, and so to be real is to only show up. And then your personality, all the things happen from there. When you think real is like, I'm going to be real is like, I'm confident. And I'm going to make that real. It's what you're talking about. Um, so what, anyway, you, um, what, what you just hit, that to me is what, what, what real is. 
it's showing up. Yeah. And that's what it yeah. feels like when that's, you it's, produce content. It feels like you show up. Carter Roy feels, shoot, when you show up to the summer house, when you show up to the lake, Flathead Lake, when you show up to the, when you show up to the, the crib off the, off the campus at University of Montana there to see the family sitting on the porch, you show up. And that's something I, that I really respect and appreciate about you. Thank you. That's, I mean, I certainly think that's where the joy, my joy in life comes. Like when, when I'm not showing up and there's plenty mm-hmm. of times not like, I'm unhappy. And, and it can look like, well, I'm unhappy and that's why I'm not showing up. And then when I show up, I'm like, ah, no, I'm happy because I'm showing up. Like, you know, it's like, no, I can't show up because I got to worry about yeah, this yeah. other thing or do this other thing that's going to happen over here. And like, what about here now? Um, but uh, I think, and this is, I did not mean <laughs> for this to be a full circle thing. Uh, but thinking about confidence, like, so, um, I mean, this is kind of funny because I think it's true. <laughs> uh I think that race, <laughs> really, <laughs> really is the source of my confidence because, and this is the speech I gave uh, in the, in the hotel room yeah. the night before the, the championships, my senior year of college about this race was, I remember, I mean, it's like, I, it's uh, yeah, it's true. Shit. Um, I remember after that, thinking to myself, I never want to be afraid again mm-hmm. as a guiding force. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be afraid like, oh no, yeah. this, that, but yeah. like uh, the sense that like what beat me was simply the fear that I could lose. Mm-hmm. And then upon mm-hmm. losing partly just like, yeah, well, but it's just, it's not everything else. It's this weird, like, oh, everything's fine. Except I lost. Mm-hmm. If I just, if I thought of it that way, like yeah. kind of one, <laughs> but just a real, like, I never want this feeling again. I don't mind losing at all. Mm-hmm. I, it's not that I, it's not that but, I but, love but how losing you or failing. But it's how you yeah, felt like, like you lost. But I can yeah. almost, I kind of like when I'm playing games, like I can run headlong yeah. into losing. Like I enjoy, I enjoy the experience of seeing what didn't work in a gamer mm-hmm. moment and then going again. Yeah. So like, give me all the losing you can. I couldn't do that. And that was the sort of speech I gave that night to the guys. Cause I'd brought this frame picture that I'd have of me on the podium in second place. That was like, mm-hmm. I am never going to forget this. Like I'm going to, you know, not a great thing in hindsight because the thing I thought it was like a motivator, but it really was a trap because what I didn't understand was like, you can't ever undo that. Like mm-hmm. I think I thought like one day I'll have a race that will like erase that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went on to win races and there it was like, uh, so probably a, a weight and not a liberation. Um, but I brought it in the hotel room and I yeah, gave the yeah. speech of like, never let fear. And I smashed it and I threw it in the garbage. Like we're putting that away. Um, seemed to work for everybody else. I didn't have a great lead. <laughs> <laughs> but the other guy's like, man, I was yeah. so inspired <laughs> PR. I'm like, great. <laughs> Shit. Um, but, uh, and so, uh, I mean, to the extent that we can track these things, uh, I, it has been an ongoing theme in my life. Then I, you know, I traveled a lot after college backpacked around the world and then these third world countries. And like, and I bring that up because I think sort of in the endurance athlete kind of thing, like a lot of adverse conditions, both physically, purposely, mentally, like I'm in a strange place, foreign land. And this is, thank God, pre-cell phone. So I got to experience what that was. I got an email the day before I left just so I could email my parents. But like, no, there was internet cafes, but that was it. Like, so really when you're in a place, you could get lost in a bad way um, and did um, in bad ways and uh, and all those kind of things. And to keep kind of pushing into the breach, to keep being like, mm, with acting, you're like, ah, oh, pretty scary. I didn't train for it. Nobody yeah. said like, no one ever was like, hey, you should act. I was like, oh, 
but like i can't live with that thought that i didn't do it because i was afraid because like i know um and i think that has been as much of the confidence as anything meaning like the confidence isn't like this is great people are gonna love this i you know the confidence is a little like this feels good i like how my mm. and my body feels. And I, I think that's real important in all things and important while we, how we can get quiet and work through our traumas and our anxieties and our relationship things precisely so we can get calm enough to actually feel what we feel so that when I feel something in the moment, I'm not feeling something from last week or from my last relationship or from the coffee or whatever that I'm actually <laughs> feeling what's happening. Then it's okay to trust your feelings. I think a lot of people get confused, self obviously included, because you know, okay, I'm trying to trust my feelings, not realizing that like at some, at a given point in my life, 90% of them aren't from the present moment. <laughs> you know, that like my, my girlfriend says something and it's like so reminiscent of 10 years ago and like a bad relationship that I react from that. And then I've had a bunch of coffee. So I amp it up to that. And then I have a feeling in my gut because I'm worried about my income. And the next thing I know, yeah. Um, I think like my girlfriend's pissing me off. Like, no, you're pissing yeah. you off. Yeah. Um, but then in that when you do so when i feel good in the body and feel excited and juicy all those things the confidence has nothing to do with this is going to go well or is good it's literally like this seems so bad <laughs> this seems so scary like this seems so unbidden or asked for like there is not a stadium full of people like do the thing do the thing <laughs> this is like me alone in the room being like oh my god uh, but I want to do it. How much anxiety do you have walking into a big, an audition? Like how, how much performance anxiety is there for it an audition? Range. I, I bet mean, it ranges I've... based off of the size of the, 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 the project and also maybe how much prep time. I know for me, if I have time to prep for something, I walk in feeling good. You know, I, when, when I'm, when I'm, and it's not just, did I have time? Did I prep for it? You know, if I created the time and had totally. the time to prep for it, then I walked, did the thing with yeah, the time. Yeah, did yeah. It right. Then, then I, then I feel good. But, but there's times when you got to well, go my, king of a, wing mode that, that. Well, that's that, the thing. Yeah. My, with acting is very, I'm very much king of wing it in the sense yeah. that like my, my confidence is highest when I have no prep time. When I, wow. and sometimes it'll okay. happen with auditions where. So you uh, are literally the king of wing. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and I kind of know why, and it's a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a problem. Um, like I, I remember auditioning for this movie once and like, so you go, you're doing the audition and that's going well. So like, Hey, we're going to give you these more sides, you know, more pages from the movie. You can go in the room and come back in. So there's like, Oh, you can read them all, but there's no, mm -hmm. what that does for me is it releases me of expectation. Uh, so I go in there and I, I just give it all I got. I show up mm -hmm. and they're like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then the day, and then what happens is if you're like, all right, now you have three days, there's this thing in my head, sort of like with the song after the first verse, I'm like, well, it's uh, gotta be better than if I just yeah. winged it. Like I, I have to now prove that I did something yeah. in these three days. And of course I do the work. And one of the hard things with acting, I'm sure it's true with everything is actually to trust you've done enough work. Meaning yeah, absolutely. you can always do absolutely. more work. Well, like if yeah. I'm working on a scene, like, I mean, just there's infinite amount of character work, physical work, repetition, so much you could do. And some of it really is bad. You can overwork it. You can overcook it. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely overcook it. Absolutely yeah. overcook it. And there comes a point like, even if you've done the right amount, once you walk in there too, too often, then I'll be like, I want you to see that I've done the work. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to show you what I did mm -hmm. yesterday. So you see the work as opposed to like winging it, mm -hmm. but I've done the work and now I'm winging it. And so I do feel like my process, even that it's all that, like mm -hmm. part of like, 
doing all the things, putting all the things out there is this continual process of like, what is it that I can be conscious of working on and articulating and adding to, and can I let it go? And then can I do it again and let it go? Um, uh, and in the case of the book, like uh, a great example of like how, yeah, generalized process can be. I mean, I've written some in the past, but I'd written a short story years ago that had been like, ah, oh, there's something about this in this future world I want to look at. And then uh, I went through a breakup and was pretty heartbroken and just kind of was like, oh, you got to do something here now. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you sit in this, this is not going to be pretty. So I was like, just go to the coffee. Like, and, I, and I also was like, oh, you, you have time because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that thing that was here is gone. And you're like, mm. um, so I was like, and I knew I was like, if you don't write this now, you're not going to write it because mm -hmm. there's not going to be mm -hmm. a time when there's more space for it. Yeah. And I was like, it's sort of in the same back to Fred. Like, and if you don't write this, you will never not be thinking about it. It'll be mm -hmm. just like the second place mm -hmm. race. Like it'll keep showing yeah. up in your life. Like I had this idea, but I never quite, uh, yeah. Yeah. um, and so it really was just like a, and, and then, you know, writing is a, I find a real crazy process yeah. of like inspiration. We're like, whoa, it just came to me. And then just yeah. hardcore chiseling. It, it, I love, your, I your, love your wilderness analogy. Like to me, writing yeah. is a walk in the wilderness. And at times yeah. it's very abundant and things are succulent and rich and, and it's, it's spring in the Lamar Valley and everything's full <laughs> of fecundity and the meadowlarks are singing and the burnt orange bison calves are spastically frolicking amongst the succulent green grasses. And then there's times where you're just walking in the desert, you know, or, in the winter, in the winter winter. desert, yeah. in a lodge, pole, in a lodgepole desert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and, and trusting that that process, but like in the case of reaching a new, like the the amazing thing once I got done with it was like, oh, I had the writer's idea for what it was mm -hmm. about. But then as I was writing it, I was like, oh, I'm also addressing deaths in my life, and mm -hmm. like I'm like, oh, this yeah, is yeah. yeah, yeah, me bringing something I didn't even know I needed to yeah. articulate, and and the beautiful way that I think again art and creativity, but in anything, even if you're an ad executive and you need to run a workshop about a new branding thing for product, like the way that we allow ourselves in, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like, oh, okay, you might not make your branding workshop about loss, but to the extent that you can accept that it's there, mm -hmm. that part of you during this process is unearthed things and has feelings, allowing them to be present impacts the people receiving it. And like, that might just make a little tingle in them in that place that could be either be good for the workshop or just good for life um, <clears throat> and learning to be full in that way. <clears throat> and then, so my writing process is real. I have a great friend here who's a great writer, uh, screenwriter. And he, he was real nice because when they were talking, he's like, forget that. Like, you got to put your butt in the chair for three hours every yeah. morning or yeah. not a real writer. Yeah. He's like, I got a wife. I got a kid. I make a living doing this. That ain't how it works. And I, it really was like, what? I thought I was bad and wrong. And yeah. and that's not to say that that can't work and it's great for some people and also yeah. beneficial. Um, but like, I've been working on the prequels almost done now for reaching a new and like, nice. I, I sat on for a year and a half cause I finished a draft and I read it and I was like, this is bad. And, and it was, <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, in the way you're like, Oh, yeah. you know, there's no, I can either just start a new book about something else or like, but this is like so daunting to think of like, how could you oh, uh, pull yeah. from this? Where's the good bit that's going to come yeah. out of the seaweed? Yeah. And being like, that's so daunting. Yeah. Just sat on for a year and a half. And then yeah. one day you're like, okay, 
maybe that first page is that bad. Yeah. I can fix that. And now that we have that, I'm trying to get a sense of what ought to be here. And then actually, you know what? Actually, these five pages just suck. I can just cut those. So actually, that's a lot easier. Uh, And then, you know, momentum. Mm -hmm. And then you're Mm -hmm. halfway through and you're like, oh, I hate that the second part sucks so bad, but the first part's now good. So I can't just let it sit there. Cause like, I really think of uh, anything creative as like having its own life and, and you kind of being the steward of it, you know? So like a book or a song, it's like, Oh, now it lives. Now it's its own mm-hmm. thing. Like it's mm-hmm. a world. It's, it's getting fed energy by people who are responding to it. It has an ideology. It has a definition. Uh, I'm the one who's responsible for nurturing it and kind of trying to bring its potential to like its truest form. Uh, so then I start to have a, a loyalty and a, and a fear of not finishing mm-hmm. it for it. So like, I owe it to you to get you into the world. Not perfect. Cause that costs about 15 years of my life, <laughs> but like, uh, but you know, somewhere in That's the C it. plus range, yeah, you yeah, know, it's somewhere yeah. like it's clearly been touched. It's not just yeah. blah, sorry. Um, yeah. That's the writing process. So the, 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 there's a quote I saw today, you know, Brene Brown, you know, the, the, the mm, great mm-hmm. Brene Brown, uh, the sociologist. She said, when we chase extraordinary moments instead of being grateful for ordinary moments until hard shit happens. And then in the face of really hard shit, illness, death, loss, the only thing we're begging for is a normal moment. I'm a big, I'm a big ritual and routine guy. I'm a big ritual. You know, mm. we, we really foster the rituals and routines. And uh, mm. I, I'm curious if you have any specific or real strong mm. anchors or routines that, that kind of guide you throughout the week and that, that, mm. that you feel like help with your creative process. Yeah. That, that would be the kind of right. Ordinary anchors. And uh, yeah, yeah, just something, um, your, your morning yeah. routine, something that helps fan and I can, flames a little bit. And I, I can both, articulate them and I can give them credence by saying how many times I don't do them (laughs) and, and really clearly seeing the difference, you know, to the point where you're like, why on earth would you not just do them? But you're like, it's the magic, magic of being human. One day you're like, well, this may be the worst idea. Like it's the only thing that works. Like, yeah, but what if I don't do it? Um, meditation, uh, one for me. Uh, and I find that meditation, uh, you know, when I first started doing it, it was a pretty intense time. Yeah. Uh, another breakup or maybe the same breakup. Yeah. Um, and I, I'd hit a wall and I ended up taking a year off of uh, a lot of things mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a very monk-like year uh, in pr- pretty extreme ways. And, uh, and, and was doing yoga twice a day and meditating twice a day. And, and, and I think trying to be a little like, you know, touch the yeah. and had some nice visions and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, fell out of that. And then I think almost that seeking the extraordinary in that, you know, being like, can I achieve some sort of, and after that, I'll just like, meow through life. Um, which is, I think like she, Brene Brown would say seeking the extraordinary versus where meditating in an ordinary way in life is almost intangible. Like almost like, I don't feel any different. I'm not walking around with, I don't finish and be like, now I get it. And yet if I look back at the end of the day, I really noticed it when I had to drive a lot here in LA. I don't as much now because I record from home and not the studio. Um, when I'm meditating, I would not be mad when I got done with the drive on the interstate. Hmm. I'd be like, Ugh, are you, are, you, are you, is this meditation happening before the drive? In the morning. So the first morning. thing. So I wake okay. up and the first thing I do, just like, boom, meditate right. straight gotcha. 10 minutes. Okay. Um, and sometimes more, but like just that. 
Is this and a guided I meditation? Is it a self meditation? With I, I've, I've drift between okay. three. Uh, I think Greg Mandel, I can't remember. There's a yoga meditation kind okay. of one that, uh, where you, uh, sort of lum, vum, rum, yum, hum, om, yeah. ong, like, okay. uh, hit, hit the chakras. And ideally you, you know, you would visualize lotuses. And, and so it's, uh, the kind that's, a a mantra visualization that's like you're trying to anchor your focus and like i cannot do it you know mm -hmm. like so ideally as you breathe and go through the chakra you both hum the sound internally and you would see each pedal uh mm -hmm. i can barely get through the sounds without being like is an omelet better with feta <laughs> or gruyere? Like, oh sorry start from so pedals are out of reach um but we're going uh and sometimes just nothing you know, just me yeah. sitting. And then I also have the Sam Harris waking up app and I, I really enjoy his guided meditations. Uh, the, the way he speaks to you and about it, I find very helpful nice. uh, because where I might get distracted in thinking about it, he has a great way of being like, oh no, that's great. That's now the thing that you're with. Uh, and he would sort of suggest, I mean, freedom for everyone to do what they want, but his way is not a mantra. It's very okay. much mindfulness of like, um, that I find a different piece. So that, uh, yoga movement, uh, for me, the days when I don't do a kind of movement that is not spastic, but, um, uh, spontaneous mm. and un, uh, choreographed. In other words, lifting weights is a choreography. Like okay. there's a, finite range of motion same with the bike same but, yeah with all I, these things. I wanted to ask you what what your movement or exercise patterns look like these days and how you how you keep up that fitness so you can hang with your folks up on flathead lake each summer who, who are <laughs> yeah. in their 80s and crazy fit yeah <laughs> throw it away i know yeah. i know that's why yeah. I always, that's what i'm talking about chasing yeah. i always feel like i'm hot, not yeah. in great shape uh, yeah but so what yeah, does your do, exercise move your movement look what, like these days yeah what that looks like is uh you know music that i enjoy and then um i'll kind of just let it go and you know i've done an I've done some, you know, movement training by which I only mean like, so I'm, it's pretty integrated as far as warming up, uh, moving my consciousness around, you know, so be like, okay, now you're on your ankles. So like, while I'm moving to the song, you know, 20 seconds, like just in the ankles, like just moving the ankles, just feeling the ankles, like that's it. Everything else is just accidental movement, starting from the toes, working up and down. And then you can really start to feel a spot where you're like, ooh, that just does not want to. And then really being able to breathe into that and like let it move, let it have its shudder or its tremor. I used to do this if it's Morris mm -hmm. voice work where you create a tremor. You know, for example, like if you let your knees knock uh, or let's, if you let them splay, you know, they'll start mm -hmm. to shake and, and to vocalize with it very gently, like you're not trying to make sound. But as you do it, you might oh feel a little this, and then and sometimes they get big and small. And what I'll find is those tremors will move through your body to the points of tension. Wow. Like so, you'll be tremoring, oh, and then oh, it'll be there, and then you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh god, and then making those noises until it's ah, you know, and yeah. out loud screaming ah until it releases. Um, so I kind of do that till it's I feel like it's moved and and play around with some of that. Uh, I had a couple of great movement teachers where we do a lot of. Um, work where you, you know, you imagine a string tied from say your elbow, your right elbow to your left knee. And so just like moving with that coordination that isn't coordination, like a skill set, like, oh, I'm trying to create a movement. What's it just like to keep those things in relation? And it's a 
it's not a tight string. Like they have to go to the same direction. It could be like a loose rubber band, but you're just like, oh, I'm aware that when my right elbow moves, it, it's related to my left knee. Mm -hmm. And to just kind of like play with those things. And then you can have a few strings, you know, you can like, you know, earlobes to big toes is a great one where you're just like, oh, what if I just imagine like there's a rubber band that's loose and easy, but like, so when I move my toe, I feel it in my ear. Uh, and then just move with no specific, like, what am I trying to move or create? Uh, again, just have some music so it's fun. Like, and then it's like, it really wakes up the body because everything in between yeah. is like, oh, the reason I feel my toe when I move my ear, like if I move this, like, oh, there it is, is because I'm actually feeling it everywhere through. Like this, I feel here, 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 here. And so trying to get to that place where I feel it all um, and then sweat a little. <laughs> well, <laughs> so you seem watching those videos like the 60, 60 second swim. You seem very in tune and in touch with your body. You're like a rubber man out there. Um, yeah. The stuff you're able to. You're Ambu, able to my buddy, Jason, has to yeah. call me Ambu Man when yeah. we play basketball because I'd be like, how are you? Like, maybe yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to hit you with the rapid fire here. All right, I'm gonna hit okay, you with okay. rapid fire because I know you got a, a podcast to get. To. Let me let me ask you real quick before we hit the rapid yeah. fire. Just how did you get into the podcast game like you have? Like how did you break in to the point of being? You have this uh, almost godlike podcast voice, like like the like the podcast <laughs> god, the podcast <laughs> gods came down and be, be, you know uh, bestowed you with this this. Uh, Those are recent you know, gods. Yeah, the, the exactly. Gods were the recent, the Greeks the, 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 these new podcast gods. So how did god you how did you break into the podcast game and then take off the way you have with these with yeah. six like very well followed? Uh, I mean, isn't one of them top ten and? On Spotify, Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's a it's an amazing tale of uh, defeat and teamwork and yeah. luck and uh, and so it's time, endurance. So a lot of timing, endurance. Yeah, so, yeah timing. So, you gotta you gotta have the stick to itness and the perseverance and the endurance for the timing to work. Yeah, for the timing to yeah, work. Yeah, and and timing and uh, there's a real beauty to it in in this way. So I was in New York acting and yeah. Uh, some nice stage work, some movies, some films going pretty well. Uh, auditioned for a lot of big network series. Didn't get it, but like, it feels like right yeah, there. Yeah. And I was like, I Felt think like I need to go to LA. There. You're on yes. the, yeah. And, uh, and my agents advised against it wisely hmm. because they're like, oh, you're not as big as you think you are. And like, you don't know anything about LA. And they yeah. didn't have an office out there. And it's like, you, no. And they're like, if you come back and, and I oddly stayed out here out of pride because I failed. Like I fell on my face. Like, hmm. I totally undervalued. I, I got to New York when I was 27. So I felt so old and late compared to like, you know, auditioning as people who've like were stars when they were 11 or 12 or these child actors who are, you know, like, oh, so always just like, I got to get to the next place. I got to get to the next place. I got to, like, I didn't really allow myself the experience of like, you're here. These casting yeah, people you meet are going to be yeah. your friends and, and relations for the next 40 years. And they don't see you as somebody who's behind and coming up. They just see you as a possibility. And if it's not this week, mm -hmm. next or next year, mm -hmm. now I'm like, oh, right. The great role for me might be 10 years away. And it's fine to foster this relationship. Like yeah. so much, like I didn't get it to failure. Yeah. They see me as yeah. a failure. So I didn't realize that I what I'd built in New York, I think was about to, <laughs> was really going well. And maybe at its like prime point to be like, oh, you're really peaking. Now's when the good things happen. Basically burned it all down, gave it all up, moved mm -hmm. to LA, didn't know anybody. Nothing worked. Everything fell apart. All the energy I had to put into my New York career, I couldn't summon um, because I was older and and felt like I'd done it. 
and not that I was owed, but I was like, no, no, I didn't come out to start over. I like, I, I could just go to New York if I need, like, I'm, I want to come across, but sometimes it's bigger. And, and then I, my insecurity about struggling and failing, put a chip on my shoulder. And I, I, I started to tell this story in my head that like in the beginning, I was saying this to uh, Caitlin the other day, uh, in the beginning felt like the right thing to say, which was a, a kind of like acceptance. Like, you know what? It's not going as well as I thought, mm-hmm. uh, taking a bit of a tumble, but like, and then over time, the story of I've taken a bit of a tumble, <laughs> there was no real getting up. So it just became, I've fallen. Yeah. And then what became just sort of like my way of feeling cool uh, in a social gathering to not look like the person's like self-pitying or like dazed and confused, but to actually feel confident to be like, I get it. I've fallen, but just owning it felt Mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. And then it became a story until I was trapped in the story and not making proactive choices Mm -hmm. and feeling Mm -hmm. sorry for myself and all things. So during this time, very early when I lived in Seattle, one of my first acting things, I took workshops from this uh, man named Gary Austin, who sadly passed away a couple of years ago and who founded the Groundlings Theater here, very famous comedic theater that, you know, okay. Will Ferrell and Melissa McCarthy, everybody yeah. comes out of, uh, like, um, and, although he'd had a falling out with them yeah. <laughs> along the ways. Uh, Gary was a, a transcendent teacher. Uh, I, I saw people do work in his class, the likes of which like, I don't think I've seen anywhere else. He could liberate people, you know, and all sorts at his memorial. Helen Hunt was there and talking about like, yeah, what it was like to be in a Gary Austin workshop. Just like he could take your limits off uh, and a wonderful teacher. And like, it wasn't a philosophy, just create exercise and guide. And you'd kind of guide with a laugh. Like you just hear Gary in the laugh like, <gasps> and you'd be like, oh, I must be on to something. And his thing was just, I think what we talked about in terms of realness showing up, like it wasn't, oh, are you funny? Uh, he hated like trying to be funny. It was just something real and spontaneous that yeah. surprised you. Like, could something happen? Could you be available to that? Um, so I, I moved back or I moved here and he's based here. So I was like, oh, I'll take class with him. And I, I've been singing, but I've never really taken voice lessons. And his wife, Wendy, uh, uh, taught voice and has been a singer, you know, in rock and roll bands and all that. Uh, all for many, many of them. So I decided to take voice lessons. I was taking voice lessons for her. She had been a, re- a big radio person in the eighties. This guy owned a bunch of radio stations. His son was starting a podcast company. Hmm. Just happened to be while I was taking voice lessons, reached out to her. Do you have anybody, you know? So I threw my hat in the ring. I sent him an audition tape. Started out with just like one podcast. It was like a, you know, commercial building, just a small little setup. I was like, I don't know if I'll, ever do this again, let alone weekly. And then it became weekly for like a year. And then he had two shows and then three. And then he, so he built up Parcast. It was his company, his vision. You know, I'm a participant, but just an early one. So thankfully got a bunch of shows. They got bought and folded into Spotify. Uh, And so it's blown up. And I remember a couple of years ago, I'd never really listened to podcasts, Um, but I had five or six of them. Uh, And like, kind of was like Googled podcasts or went to like Spotify and was like, Oh my God, there's this whole world of po- that people are trying to get into, yeah. you know, like, and I was still like, I'm a failed actor. Uh, and when, this weird, when like, your wow, this- folks were telling us this and they had no clue about a podcast and didn't seem to fully recognize the significance of it. We were like, what? And then we started looking it up on the phone because we dive pretty deep into the podcast. Carter's crushing it out there. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, and, and and so I was saying to someone the other day, I, I had a meeting for one of the shows, like a weekly meeting and, and uh, the writers and there's researchers and the whole team. And I was saying to a friend later, like, I, I've never gotten to experience this very much like that, the difference between projection and realness, like 
this is what it's like to be so truly full of gratitude and truly humble mm -hmm. that you're an accidental leader, you know, that they're, cause they are little, you know, they're like, Oh, the, the host, like it's, it's, you know, by virtue, how these things, the microphones and cameras work, it looks like you. Whereas I'm just like, no, no, I just like, I stumbled into all this. You guys do all the work. This all exists because of somebody else. Like, and also, I am so thankful it exists. I'm so lucky it happened. I also appreciate it came from the seed of my most pure, raw beginning of what I loved and mm -hmm. following that in terms of like staying connected to Gary. So it's this weird, like, wow, that thing we planted 30 years ago has somehow flowered into this. So I also appreciate that it's not accidental and not just luck, that it's like, oh, this yeah, is yeah. my making but totally the opposite of how I thought I was making things. I was like, I'm going to do this. I've got a list yeah. of cast and direct films blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah. Um, and embracing that. Uh, and also being able to be like, oh, this is what it's like now to be so present in it, to be like, to ask nothing back from it, to be like, oh, now I can do these shows without being like, I hope this leads to something. Yeah. Or like, yeah. where does this put me? Because I kind of didn't know it was anything. So it allows me to be like, how present. do we make- You're real present. Yes. Yeah. How do I make today's show the yeah. best show it can be yeah. for the sake of the show? And like, and therefore to get to learn what that feels like, again, back to the body feeling like, oh, that's where this lives, where even a nervousness is the, the, the path to the triple R's with the nervousness is um, the rejection part is just rejection, the story that it oughtn't be there. Uh, that, that it's like, yeah. oh, I don't have to reject the nervousness. The reinterpretation is essentially just like, welcome, welcome friend. Everyone's yeah. allowed to witness the nervousness, the fear. There is nothing that needs to be presented uh, that's different than what is. Uh, and being like, oh, this is probably <laughs> how good work happens. I love what you just sh shared about the gratitude, the sense of gratitude you feel. If I, if I were to ask you right now, what's one thing you're grateful for in your life today? What would that be? I'm sure there's a lot of things you're grateful for, but what, what, what would pop up? I think friendship. Mm. Um, I think, uh, again, sort of accidentally, I mean, not that I don't uh, participate in my friendships and like that yeah. work into them or not work, but you know, um, but I can be a little adrift. I forget my own videos, so yeah. I could forget to call, uh, as you know, uh, <laughs> I am endowed with, uh, this, uh, you know, network of humans that I've had these stories with our time together. Uh, and I just think that's probably what I truly find meaning in, in life. Like I, I think in the dying moments and I'll, we'll find out when those occur, uh, that after the parts about Oh, what I could have done or what I did do. And one of friends include, you know, family, the close connections of humans. Uh, when that stuff passes and, you know, as the dying breaths go and you're like, Oh, I guess it didn't really matter about second place so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and that stuff achieves its proper perspective. Uh, and so there's no, like what could have been, should have been, or even what was, Oh, I, I did win the trophy that one day that what will be left is the witnessing you know, like, Oh, what did I witness and who witnessed me? Mm -hmm. And that's where I will, that's where I live now. That's where I continue to live. Uh, and in the number of nodes that I have in terms of friends and the, 
specificity and electricity of those nodes, the way like, oh man, I can reach out to this friend and it's this relationship. Yeah, like here's yeah, what we relate about yeah. and boom. Yeah. You get right back into it and like, phew, that all fires up that I, I, I recognize that I'm rooted and moored in a way that is invisible, that I can go through big stretches of feeling lost, confused, apathetic, all this. Mm -hmm. And the truth is I'm not because of that. The truth is I'm going to make it through and things happen because eventually I run into, talk to, yeah. am impacted by a friend and it reignites mm -hmm. me. And there's no other way to put it. Me meaning like, and suddenly I'm back to myself. Suddenly I'm like, Ooh, I had to talk, I gotta go make a video, give me a song. Like, uh, through no, just through interacting with them. Um, yeah. So deeply grateful for that. That's yeah. beautiful, Carter. What does, what, what does the phrase be audacious mean to you? What, what does it look like to you, to Carter Roy, to be audacious? You're missing. Audacious. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's to be the first one into the breach, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I've used that, I guess, a couple of times, but like, um, that in a moment there's always a, the possibility of hesitancy. Um, it could be a moment with yourself sitting at your keyboard, you know, like mm -hmm. for me, it's like, oh, I'm going to work. I'm like, I could look at Twitter. I could play spades. Like, yeah. like yeah. uh, hesitant, in other words, hesitancy can take different forms. It's not just like, I don't know if I'm going to do this. It can, it can be that, that uh, to be like, no, I'm going to dive in. And, and the moments in life that come to us um, to, the audacious is to just show up. And I don't mean first in initially competitive way, but first in terms of like the aspect of yourself, that the thing that shows up isn't like too much, like, well, let me see how I fit in or if this is going to be best for me or try to read to just be like, I'm going to enter fully and the chips will fall where they may. Um, I think that that's audacious because it requires a level of, of faith in a, all the magical mystical yeah, stuff yeah. that me showing up with the thing that I don't really know exactly what my essence is, can't own it. But like, if I'm the channeler and just allow that to be there, that there is maybe some cosmic mapping design, beauty, art print thing that's unfolding. And that's all that's required. Uh, you know, and I do feel like there's enough evidence in the world of, of beauty in, in nature and in humans mm -hmm. to suggest like, yeah, this isn't, there's some design. Um, and, and, you play different parts and different designs. Uh, and so in a given moment to be like, I don't know what the overall, that the, the magical mystic thing is trying to create. Uh, but so let me just faith. I love that. I love having the faith. Yeah. Show up faith. with my, yeah. my light a bit, shine a little bit and just enter. Yeah. And faith and, and trust are different things. I think to the, the faith in trust in the process and faith in yourself, faith in the endeavor, faith in the working yeah. of the universe. You know, yes. Yeah. Faith. Yeah. Faith that there is some sort of working that's yeah, beyond yeah, my own yeah. will, that it isn't about just my attitude or my discipline or my habits or my trust and brought like that. There is like, eh, there's also something going on and I'm just mm -hmm. a particle. I'm just a part. And that's mm -hmm. not small and anonymous. That's actually grand and operatic. You're like, Whoa, mm -hmm. I've got a part. Uh, and it's, it's the thing is so big. I don't even know what I'm a part of. Um, but the evidence is like that it's full of miracles. Uh, so that's good enough. And it's also full of tragedies and horrors, but yeah. like, that's the point is amazing things are happening in this whole thing. And I have a part. So like great to have a part. <laughs> so audacious are like playing your part. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend, he's one of one. 
Carter Roy. <laughs> and if you di- if you didn't know before, now you know. Uh, where where can people learn more about your work, and how can we support you, Carter? Ah, uh, yeah, great question. Um, you could go to carterroy.com, um, which I should be updating. It's got. Uh, I think it looks beautiful. This. I think it looks great. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. I just I've done a lot of art uh, since then, so it's funny yeah. how you can at the time you're like, yeah. "This is me yeah. now," and you're yeah. like, "Oh, whoa." Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm on Instagram at Carter P. Roy. Uh, TikTok, right. which now is veering a little in the political commentary, yeah. but the Great Canary. Um, and yeah. uh, I'm going to say this, this is a real, <laughs> I, this this is, oh, this is great. This is great because it requires audacious. I'm literally like hesitating yeah. and like, I don't think this is a good idea. Uh, <laughs> so literally I'm going to force myself to do it because, oh, uh, I, I'm creating this character called Seahorse Tiger. Um, and I think there's a YouTube channel okay. and I, you know, I would now love to just like storm, storm this moment with caveats uh, <laughs> and, 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 and be like, don't go there. Whatever you do, don't look at it. Yeah. But uh, I, I imagined um, a character and, and maybe in some ways out of some of the book stuff, it's not directly related, but I imagined a character where the world goes to shit climactically um, and we do end up sending some pods to some other place and, and they get going. Uh, and of course, you know, we all see what's coming with the whole Mars, the whole like go to Mars thing is like, man, if, if you can't fix it here, it ain't going to be easier on Mars. Like, obviously, like there's better resources <laughs> here than Mars. Recreating the whole yeah. thing is harder than just kind of dealing. Uh, so my the, the, the conceit kind of of the character is like, uh, Humanity has made it away. Earth's dying. And then they get there and realize that because we are connected to the earth, that the gravitational core of the earth, which is the, you know, from my understanding, the center of the earth itself, meaning like the earth, the actual soil isn't the earth. It too is responding to gravity. Like Mm -hmm. it's been pulled together by the center and we are part of what's swirling around that center. So no matter how far away we get, it's still our center. Uh, so I imagine humanity gets away and is like, oh, fuck, we have to fix it. Like we can't, we're never going to be what we might hope to be as an organism and living a little better if that's possible, uh, unless we go back. So I imagine they're like, and then that, you know, it's very mild conceit. I mean, big, but like easy, just like, oh, somehow they invent some machines that'll fix the climate, but they need one person there to operate them until it's better. Uh, and this was born, obviously, the pandemic when I was alone, because uh, I was like, yeah, what would it be if you're like back on earth alone and I imagine the character has access to, uh, there's virtual downloads, like, oh, the character could download any life and eventually downloads all the lives there to lives and gets bored of that and can make song. You know, Sapar was like, also like, well, could sing, he can talk and do whatever he wants. Uh, and also he's going crazy so he can do them for an audience as, but who can never communicate. He can send messages out to the humans, but they never respond back. Um, and that's, a, a mild conceit too, in the sense of like, there is, there's no plot. There's no, yeah. that's just a way of being like, why would we listen to this guy? Uh, <laughs> because it's, uh, it's essentially me pontificating. So, yeah. uh, I, and I think I have a, a shame because I, I think that Paul Crick stuff had a, a greatness to it mm-hmm. that I don't take responsibility for, uh, you know, whatever I brought to it, I hope is part of it, but I couldn't do it. And I think I, I like, I wasn't trying to replicate this. So like, yeah, Tiger's that's not rep- thing. replicable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. But this, I think because it's my own and because of the a little of the bad juju with this other yeah, thing, yeah. Uh, I, I'm like, oh no, this- I, I'm proving that I can't do it on my own. Yeah. Like I suck on my own. And and then I find an inner anger because I'm like, yeah. I never said I could do it on my own. Like I never wanted yeah. to do it on my own. Yeah. I want to collaborate. Uh, 
So what the seahorse tiger, a lot of them, uh, some are shorter. Uh, I mean, Instagram, I think two videos, TikTok too. Like I'm starting. So some would be shorter, but some are long. Um, nice. They are 45 minute and, and they're, I speed them up because I like his voice faster. Somehow feels right. And, and sometimes edit like, uh, so they are though a little bit of me, you know, my theories of the world. Cause it's a little bit of like, who would this person alone disconnected from humanity? What might he learn about the need for connection, about what it's like to be an earth? What could all that be? Um, so uh, I, I literally don't think anyone's looked at it. I'm really not trying to pimp it out because I'm like, that'll be the end of anybody thinking I'm a, I'm a quality or uh, uh Yeah, so uh, those are things. And yeah, okay. I, hopefully my new books, I, I think, uh, you know, Reaching a New uh, was written. You can find that on and Amazon. Then I kind of, uh, yeah, and find on that, website, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Sorry. So, and yeah. that's, uh, yeah, Reaching and then A-N-U. Um, and uh uh, yeah, I recommend that book. I think it's got some stuff. And and then there's kind of too. yeah, Can yeah, yeah, yeah. Paper recommends. Yeah. Uh, there's kind of two prequels. Uh, yeah. They're not. They don't take place at the same time. Is Canary uh, but, a prequel? Yes. Yeah. So and I I think and I haven't decided yet whether yeah. it's going to be literal one book with okay. two parts or two shorter books. And I think it'll probably be the Red Canary and the Clay Canary. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it is. There's a character, uh, the Bodhi character in Reaching Anu, uh, and it's his origin story um, uh, that begins in Butte, Montana, um, and, and takes the first book is he's one thing, uh, and it's kind of a response to what I think are maybe some of the ills of the uh, broad sort of Western yeah, yeah. civilization, capitalist taker culture that is creating some consequences that we are dealing mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. It's a, a look at that from his lens. And then his transformation uh, into uh, in kind of like another world. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, so there's those. Yeah. So that those are the things. All right, Carter, Roy. I know you got to jump on a on a podcast of your own. I want to thank you yeah. for for joining us here today. Uh, I'm really oh, thank you and thank you everybody listening. Like Mike is yeah. such a <laughs> such a shepherd for uh, so many things. Uh, you know, uh, mentally physically, spiritually, but your enthusiasm in those three departments, um, you know, I hope you recognize the infectiousness that that in itself is, um, you know, and, and perhaps if, if it's true that you see me at times inspiration, like not just oh. echoing it to be like, yeah, me too, but, but yeah. And in the most beautiful way, right? Like we sometimes don't see in ourselves what others do. Um, and mm-hmm. so we might look at someone else like, oh, wow, you're doing it. And yeah. be like, that's weird. Yeah, I was looking that. at you being like, you're doing it. <laughs> uh, and, and, and that's actually, and then you're like, oh, this is actually great. Yeah. This is like what symbiosis is like, all right, well, yes. I can't see myself. I'll just keep looking at you. Yeah. Man, from you, Carter Roy, uh, I'm humbled. I'm honored. I'm grateful. Uh, that That's one of the reasons I want to have these conversations is, yeah. on a selfish level, getting to spend two plus hours with Carter Roy talking story. And then just that validation, like that, that gift you just gave, you know, in sharing our gold, yeah. that gift in, in being vulnerable and sharing those, those parts that uh, trigger self doubt, um, mm-hmm. anxiety, fear, uh, depression, to then have that validated and, and to hear from somebody who, inspires you who uh 
you look up to share that, uh, that that's a gift. So thank you. And I hope it's, yeah. it's an inspiration to other people to put themselves out there and, and to, 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 to be audacious, to be bold, to be vulnerable, to share their story and, um, and to find their responsible, their responsible innkeepers. So. Yeah. I'm I'm confident yeah. whoever listens to this thing. I don't know how many listeners we're gonna have, but I, I yeah. I'm confident that uh, whoever's lis- listening to this one uh, will be inspired and and moved and uplifted by your your story. And I, I just love how uh, multi layered it was. I love how we started with the swim and and then got to all yeah. your your creative endeavors. I, I truly believe you are somebody who embodies what it looks like to be audacious. And I also truly believe you your whole life your story from swim to all these creative endeavors ha- has embodied what it looks like to endure in the words of Ernest Shackleton through endurance we conquer and, and my mm. guy Carter Roy the chronicles of Carter Roy you are out there <laughs> you are out there yeah. uplifting inspiring and and in a positive way conquering yeah it conquered your yeah. journey so um that's a wrap on another episode yeah. of the bounce forward yeah. podcast with nothing but love i'm michael leach ride those waves my friends ride those waves keep treading water and just don't quit until next time fight the good fight dig deep lean in and stay true and i'm hoping my guy carter roy is going to send us out with still on my way still on my way still on my way still on my way uh, let's see, luckily it's right here. Get that guitar out. Yeah. Let's see how tuned up it is. Uh, okay. Sounding good, Cartier. If you need it, repeat it. I must let it go. If it pleases, then weave it into your soul. If you waste it, embrace it, don't be unsure. If you love it, then turn it away from the curse. I am in it for the long haul I do not count my days the setting sun it is not a toll booth it is a sign that I still on my way If you kiss it, then miss it like it is your home. If you wet it, then let it be the thing you own. If you reject it, don't miss it, it'll come back around. If you leave it, return to the roots of your town. I am in it for the long haul. I do not count my days of the setting sun. It is not a tobu. 
It is a sign that I'm still on my way. I am in it for the long haul. I do now count my days. See the setting sun. It is not a tall bush. It is but a sign that I am still on my way. Love that man. Appreciate you so much. Got nothing but love for you. Thank you. Roy. Appreciate you, Mike. Love you too. Yeah. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, visit the episode page at beaudacious.com, where you can also dive into my blog, my books, and my performance coaching. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and we'd love it if you'd leave a review or comment. And if you've got something negative to say, I'd be grateful if you'd give me some grace and shoot me an email as I'm a work in progress, as is this podcast. And please spread the word. Share this episode or any other that resonate with family and friends and let's grow and become our strongest and truest selves together. That's it. Ahoy ho, my friends. I appreciate the love and support. Until next time, head up, eyes forward, Feet moving. Fight the good fight.